You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Next up on Destination Freedom. The storytellers say an old city without a legend is like a cow without a cud. And if so, the city of Memphis, Tennessee would have plenty to chew on if the legend of Stackley was its only one. In this chapter, Destination Freedom brings you an account of the mythical Paul Bunyan of the Outlaws, around whom grew these tales of Stackley. He's a bad man, cruel Stackley. Welcome to Destination Freedom Black Radio Days podcast, a copyrighted program of No Credits Production, LLC. I'm producer director, Donnie L. Betts. As a man, the low-life pimp and murderer Lee Shelton has all but sunk into obscurity. However, as raised up by more than a century of popular culture, this righteous killer, Stagger Lee, has become an icon to generations, who see in this folk character a defiance of authority, pride of self, and strength in the face of adversity. In this episode, we hear Richard Durham's take on this larger-than-life figure, Stagger Lee, or Stagger Lee, as filled with this amazing blues soundscape from Lana Young, Roy Hightower, and Otis Taylor. Be sure to check out a concert recorded live directly following the audio drama, Stagger Lee. I'm Donnie Betts. Next on Destination Freedom Black Radio Days, Stagger Lee. Destination Freedom. He's a bad man, Nobody knows where Stacker Lee got started, but I got it straight from the folks who saw him and lived to tell about it. Stacker Lee is a tale strained like an alley cat from house to house, fragments flying from lip to lip. Jaybird gossip and Mockingbird tales from housemaids, butlers, gamblers, and bartenders. Sharpies who tie together the shears and shards of Stackley. And this is the story they tell. He's a bad man, cruel Stackley. They say the night Stackley was born, there was a thunderstorm that bounced the earth back and forth like a cue ball on a billiard table. And it rained fire for five straight hours in the gambling houses along the muddy Mississippi. All the cards turned to aces and the dice rolled nothing but sevens and announced his coming. He's a bad man. Cruel Stagley. The storm was so terrible that six planets resigned from the solar system and plunged into the Milky Way. The dead stuck their heads above the graves and held a conference and voted to boycott anybody, anybody born on this terrible night, even if it was Stagger Lee. He's a cruel man. Things were cruel so disarrayed that a frantic flea bit an elephant and paralyzed it. Simon agreed, joined the NAACP, 
One apple dropped into the Mississippi and made it run pure cider for a solid week. In hell, the devil's fire went out like a light, and Satan nearly caught pneumonia and swore on a ton of coal to get the soul of Stackley. But in a cool blue morning, the earth was still intact. And somehow old Josiah Lee quit working the cafe, slung his 12-string guitar over his shoulder, and went home to see what the weird night had brought him. Don't you, Josiah? Well, sure, sure, but is everything all right? Everything's all right, ain't it? I mean, the baby? He was born. Well, praise the Lord. A great day, what was that? You praised the wrong one. Now, this was the devil's doing. Now, Bertha, you, you're just upset. I can't say I, I don't blame you after the night we've had, but can I see my baby? What's he been doing? Growing. Oh, of course. They all do. This one's been growing a foot an hour. Oh, now, Bertha, you shouldn't be... Hey, Ma! My great guns? Who's that? It's him. Will you two stop dabbing and get me out this two-by-four crib? I've outgrown it! Ma! Ma! They say Stack tore up his crib before he'd been christened. Kicked through the slats and stood with a full set of milk-white teeth and stalked into the living room and stood arms all akimbo. Good Lord! Oh, I'm sorry, Lord. I meant the devil. So, you my pa? Well, uh, uh, theoretically speaking. Then what's my name? We had thought about naming you after your cousin Jacob, but... Lee, name the boy before the devil does. You... You, you sure are stacked. I, I'll name you Stack, because you're built like steel. Does that suit you? It'll do. Now, Pa, Ma... Uh, yes, uh, son? Uh, y- yes, uh, son. You must have had some plans for my future before I was born. Well, yeah, we did, sort of. What kind of job did you have in mind for me to grow into? I want to be a dutiful son. Well, all our plans are sort of well... Lee, tell him before the devil does. Well, well, Stack, to to tell you the truth, we were going to kind of sort of let you choose. Oh, well, that's good. Uh, Of course, we didn't know you'd be so precocious. Yeah, let me have this chair here and figure this thing out. Oh, I, I think oh, I, you better oh, sit on the floor, oh, son. Mm. No. Oh, boy, this boy is heavy. Mm. Now, the very minute I was born, first thing struck in my mind was that maybe my mom and pa had planned on being the governor of Tennessee. That right? Well, well no, no Stack. You, you see, see that, that ain't allowed. allowed. Well, never mind. Then I thought y'all must have planned on being a senator. Well, no, no Stack. You see, see, not not that that either. either. Never mind then. I I guess you must have wanted me to manage one of them big buildings over there on Beale Street. Wanted them to store Krypton when he flew me in. Well, Stack, not not exactly. exactly. You You see, see, 
I, well, I was talking to your mom about it, and she was thinking, well, maybe I didn't figure out what you had planned for my future. <laughs> oh, but I sure know where you wanted me to live. Well, yeah, we, we did. Ooh, right over there on Confederate Street, or right next to Lily White Boulevard. Well, well no, not that, not that either. Then just what did y'all have in mind for me? Well, you see, Stack, none of them things you mentioned are kind of, you know, they're just... Well, why none? Well, you see, I, well... Lay I, before the devil does. Well, you see, all them jobs you named are for white folks only. White folks? Yes, Stack. What color am I? You ain't white. So? So, ain't too many jobs around here for you. Ain't too many streets you can live on except them they's got set aside, you see? Hmm, I see. You getting up to go someplace, son? I'm just stretching. Just stretching. <laughs> they say Stacker Lee stood up to stretch. His fist punched holes in the rooftops and knocked out a 40-pound oh. buzzard flying overhead. Oh. And when he settled, he said, uh, Pa! Son, now, I outgrew my crib. I know I've outgrown the Jim Crow system. I don't intend on being hemmed in. Stack, nothing you can do, son. You're only a baby, just a day old. Ooh. Uh, uh, pa, uh, give me something to scratch my back. Won't my hairbrush do? Nah, 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 it won't. Uh, give me that there 45 pistol. You got one, ain't you? Well, sure, but I, I ain't never had no use for it. Ooh, mm. Well, I got a use for it. Oh, thanks. Mm. Stocker Lee started <laughs> by scratching his back with 16 shots, skipping along his spine. They tickled him. He straightened up and looked out the window and saw a Jim Crow sign hanging in front of the drinking fountain. He shot the sign down and when old man asked, Son, just what do you intend to be? I guess I'm going to be the baddest baby ever born. Bad as he can be. Then he picked up his old man 12-string guitar for company and sauntered out of the, on Bill Street where the blues and Stacker Lee had been born. He saw Jim Crow signs everywhere saying, color folks keep out and white folks only. And shook his head and said, I wish whoever put up those signs would go right straight to Well, 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 <laughs> if it ain't my old pal Stacker Lee, just the down here I'm wishing. <laughs> I'm <no> wishing. <laughs> I ain't a day old yet, and I ain't your pal. In fact, You're right, <laughs> I'm just a little ahead of my schedule. <laughs> I always get just a little ahead of myself. It's the devil in me. <laughs> well, I ain't gonna let you get ahead of me. Goodbye, Mr. Devil. I'm looking for work. <laughs> right. Uh, and, uh, hey, 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 hey. I just, uh, wait, I, I got a proposition for you. Will you, will you wait? <laughs> Stack wouldn't wait, but went job hunting with the devil dog in his heels. He walked until his feet were lead and the devil caught up with him. Hey, hey, hey boy, boy, I got a proposition. Better than anything you ever dreamed up and you're running from it. Oh, what is it? I need you. What for? <laughs> uh, suppose we go over in my office, have a nice, uh, sociable drink, and uh, <laughs> get friendly like. Well, I, well, 
I guess. Good. <laughs> my office is located over in the graveyard. I'll stop by the drugstore, pick up uh, some soft drinks, <laughs> then you can uh, get the deal of your life. <laughs> the devil ducked into a pharmacist and bought a half gallon of arsenic, a quarter of strychnine, and a pint of cyanide of potassium, and Prussian acid. Mixed it together with hemlock and nitroglycerin <laughs> and returned to the graveyard, ready for a nice social afternoon while Stack sat waiting on a tombstone. My boy, you sure look good to sitting there on that tombstone. <laughs> Only way you'd look better would be to be laying under it. <laughs> you said you had a proposition for me? Oh, yes, yes, I do. Uh, I, I'll take a, I, I like to have a little unusual man, someone whose soul I, I, I can't snatch so easy. You know, most souls come to me without a living struggle. What's the proposition? It's for an unusually strong man, <laughs> someone hard to get. <clears throat> like mine? Well, 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 I don't know. Care for a drink? <laughs> well, I don't mind. <laughs> a soul after my own heart. I knew you belonged to me, Stack. I just knew it. Yes, I did. I just knew it. <laughs> oh, man. Now I'm sure of it. <laughs> Woo! I'm mighty thirsty, Mr. Devil. Yeah, now, uh, drink some of this and you'll never be thirsty anymore. <laughs> Stack turned up the gallon jar of nitroglycerin plus and downed it in one gulp. <sighs> Ooh, that's mighty good. Don't tell me you on the wagon, Mr. Devil. Well, sort of. That is, you know, it's a little uh, rich for me. you won't mind if I finish the rest of this here soda pop. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> you feeling all right, Stack? <laughs> Never felt better in my life. Now, about that proposition. Well, I see you're going to be a hard soul to get a hold of. <laughs> to put all my cards on the table and to be perfectly honest, as I always am, I noticed that you uh, you have a trend. You're headed to be an outlaw. I ain't surprised. <laughs> well, in your line of work, you're running into quite a few souls that are overdue. Should be burning in my furnace right now. I'd uh, like for you to speed them on. <laughs> I see. And what do I get? Oh, I'll fix it so the law can't lay a hand on you. <laughs> I'll increase the powers you already got. And so you got some. I'll teach you how to play that guitar you're holding in a magic way. <laughs> and of course, I'd uh, sort of like to have your own soul. Oh, over my dead body. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, to put all my cards on the table and to be perfectly honest, as I always am, long as you don't kill an innocent human, I couldn't collect your soul no while. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna harm an innocent no, soul. Now. Maybe not, maybe not. Now then, if you get married in one year's time without harming an innocent one, you're free of me. <laughs> not a bad deal. Not a bad deal. No, sir. It ain't. How come you doing all this for me, Mr. Devil? <laughs> well, my boy, just remember, the devil does a good deed now and then just to amuse himself. <laughs> the devil disappeared and Stack spied a stranger. Say, stranger. <laughs> yes, sir. Which way I find the most desperate criminals in the country? Well, well I tell you, they, they ought to be down around uh, where the Ku Klux Klan hide at. <laughs> Where's that? Uh, come here. You see that long, long uh, street there? Yeah, uh-huh. Hey, that street go all the way down to Alabama and Florida. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
That's a bad looking road. And the further you go down, the better it gets. Where the grand dragoon of the clan lives on what? Uh, 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 that street in the last block in the last house. <laughs> Stack went down the long street and the grand dragon heard him on his way, scratching his back. With his 45. And he took a shortcut through the Ozark Mountains. The dragon sent a 10-foot rattlesnake to stop his Stackerly. The rattlesnake took pity on day old Stackerly and gave him a few warning rattles. Just to get his eye. And Stack laid down his 45, just to be fair, and gave the rattlesnake the first three bites. Ooh! He did wince in pain at the first bite. Ah. Grin at the second bite. And fell down laughing at the third bite. It tickled him so. Then he waded into the reptile and frailed him until the old rattler yelled for mercy. Place! Place! Mr. Stuckley! Have pity upon me! Place! Who's the baddest baby ever born? Stuckley of Tennessee! All right then. Let me go down the road in peace. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mr. Stackley. Stack wrapped the rattler around his pants for a belt and walked on down the long street until a mountain lion sent by the Grand Dragon jumped from a tree and lit on Stack's neck. The lion weighed more than three steers and a calf and had digested a platoon of men the day before. Stack laid down his forty-five just to be fair. And in a minute, had knocked the fight out of the line, and the line hollered. Meow! Meow! Oh, I give up, Stack! Man, can't you take a joke? Can't you take a joke at all? Then Stack met a cyclone, the worst to ever hit the south. And being tired of walking, he toned the tornado down and got on his back. Rolled away, rested away to the side of the street. Slid down the streak of lightning and knocked on the door of the last house. Who's, who's that? Big Stackley from Tennessee. Well, move on back up the road while I still got my temper. You run the clan. And that ain't all. You, you one of them men who keep up them Jim Crow signs. Boy, <laughs> I invented them. What's your business? A little funeral business. Now, boy, don't let me get mad because I, I scares my own self when I get mad. And I ain't scared of nobody. Stay back, he's all mine. I'll have you, I'll just keep him and let y'all lynch him later. Now, I got a 32 special on a 44 frame. And how can I miss? When I got dead aim. All right. You got your big gun and I've got mine. Just rap on that cartridge if you don't mind dying. Boom, boom, boom. They say both guns went off together. And when the smoke cleared away, there was one man standing 
and one man stretched out on the ground. <laughs> well, 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 I see you right on the job, Stack. <laughs> you keeping your bargain. <laughs> I didn't into, intend to shoot. On, on. Oh, no, no, never mind, never mind. I'll note this down in your account. <laughs> one, grand, one grand dragoon of the KKK sent home after his schedule. <laughs> uh-huh. Good, Stack. Like I said, you won't find no danger at all till you decide to marry. And if you find you can't, <laughs> so long, Stack. <laughs> <laughs> and Stackley went wandering around the wharfs and the levees of the Mississippi, met men he did in, and men who wanted to do him in. And after each encounter, the devil chuckled. <laughs> 60, <laughs> 18, 20 souls sent from Bob Furness. Nice work, Stack. Nice work, Stack. <laughs> very, very nice work. And the news of the shooting spread pretty fast, and thereafter, Sheriffs from Savannah to Knoxville, Birmingham to New Orleans, tacked up signs advertising Stacker Lee. If anybody see that bad man Stacker Lee, shoot him first and bring him to me. Yeah, he's a bad man, cruel Stacker Lee. Shoot him on sight and collect a reward for if he sees you first and send your soul to the Lord. Innocent man. And Stack, carousing around the riverboats and gambling houses of Missouri, got to be the best blues man on the river, and sang while the bloodhounds and the sheriff bayed at his heels, and he hid out so long in the Silver Moon Cafe on Market Street in St. Louis, the devil got impatient for his soul and caused a woman named Stack of Dollars to come in the cafe one night. She split the men apart as she strolled to the gaming table, sat down a stack of silver dollars, cried out. From Memphis to Macon, they call me stack of dollars. Cause win, lose, break even, I ain't the one to holler. I pile my money mountain high cause my only limit is the clear blue sky. Let her roll, boys, let her roll. The wheel man spun the wheel. It stopped on stack a dollar number. She had the house. Ladies, Lux brought me many a buck. Shell out, mister, shell out. Hey, now you tell me. Now you know. Pay off. Hey, no, wait a minute. Get Let's get out of here while I get it. Stack a dollar shot a rag to the wheel man's jaw. He shot down to the holy ground like he'd been called to say a prayer. Two bounces edged in and she drove one man nose so far into his face. Whenever he breathed, he air conditioned his spine. Then she attacked his, her dollars and strolled toward the door where Stacker Lee stood with his Stetson hat in his hand and bowed. Mm, mm, mm. Miss, I've been looking for you for a long, long time. What's on your mind, honey boy? That right cross did it. What? Made me love you on sight. <laughs> I love a fighting woman. I love a fighting man going my way. That's the way it went. The devil chuckling because he knew what was coming. When they got down to the nitty gritty, Stack of Dollars had a weird tale to tell. Stack. Mm-hmm. You've got to convince my father before we can marry. Oh, oh, I convince most people. My old man wouldn't believe it was hard if he was in the devil's furnace. He's sick now. Convince him he needs help. 
and we get married. Leave it to me, honey. I'll make him feel he's so sick, he's dead. Please, man, how could it be? No such thing. I ain't a bit sick, never was. Now, girl, now don't come bringing in no young man to tell me lies. Oh, this is Stack Lee. Stack Lee, the bad man? No such thing. He ain't Stack Lee. But I am, Mr. Dollar, and I want to marry. <coughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. I don't believe a word of it. <coughs> Now get out of my sight while I still got a loving temper. <laughs> and way down below, the devil chuckled when Stack brought in a doctor for Mr. Dollars. Mr. Dollars, uh, the doctor's here. Doctor? What for? Now, 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 easy, Mr. Dollars. You're a very sick man. You crazy? Nothing wrong with me, not tall. Nothing, only that you're dying, Mr. Dollars. Who's dying? I'm in better health than I've ever been. In exactly 24 hours, you'll be dead, Mr. Dollar. I, I don't believe a word of it. Not one. <laughs> Mr. Dollar's died. The undertaker came. They bore him to the graveyard and buried him. Stacker Lee drew a long breath, and he and Stacker Dollars got ready to be wed. But Stacker Dollars came into the church. Stack. Yo, yes. It's what, Father. What's the matter? I went to the cemetery to put flowers on Father's grave. He wasn't in it. He was sitting on the fence. He won't believe he's dead. <laughs> Stockley went to the cemetery to talk to his would-be father-in-law. Mr. Dollar sat on top of his own tombstone, dusting off his clothes. Mr. Dollars, believe me, you're dead. Completely dead. You can't get around it. No such thing, young man. <laughs> I never felt better in my life. But you've been buried. Then why am I sitting here feeling healthy and happy if I'm dead? I don't believe a word you say. And week after week, Mr. Dollar sat in the graveyard, swearing he was the healthiest man in Missouri. The undertakers refused to rebury him and down below the devil grinned and waited for the evening to come when Stacker Lee would need his help. The evening came, and when someone knocked late at night at the dollar's door... Who is it? It's me, girl. Now open the door and let me come into my own house. Hey, where's the fire? I just got to warm my toes. Oh, Father, you know... Don't tell me I'm dead again. No such thing, no such thing. Now let me put my feet by the fire to warm them. I ain't nowhere near dead. <laughs> Stacker Lee felt the devil's breath on his neck and knew he had to find some way of convincing the old man that he was dead. Sundown and sun up, Mr. Dollars sat warm in his hands and feet by the fire. Stack's time was running short. Ugh. I wish the old man would go to hell. Well, well, You need my help, Stack? Now, don't be stubborn. Speak up. <laughs> In fact, I sort of owe you something on that last uh, contract there, Stack. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Oh, I wish you wouldn't mention that name around me. Now, 
about helping you. What's your price? Oh, I wouldn't worry about that. <laughs> You'll be married before the year's up, uh, it says here, and you won't kill an innocent soul. Uh, oh, oh, I wouldn't worry about that price. <laughs> I'll collect mine somehow. I usually do. <laughs> then help me! Well, help lives in learning how to handle that guitar. Learn to play so well that whoever listens or dams themselves to death. <laughs> Give me your fingers. <laughs> The devils took Stack of Lee's fingers and taught him how to play the way no one had played before. And when he went to call on Stack of Dollars, he saw the old man warming his feet by the fireplace. What's the guitar for, Stack? It's to send your father back where he belongs. How? I made a bargain. With the devil? Never you mind now. Now when I play my guitar now, everyone who hears it got to dance. Even the dead. I'm gonna see if it'll convince the old man. Stack just touched the strings and the way they played, the old man jumped up. Stack played like he never played before. Father-in-law jumped from his chair, took one step and went into a jig. Skip, prance, kickwalk, flip, then flop. And his knees are knocking as soon as his bow became, bones came flying around the room, real rolled around like a bear hoop around the floor. And Stack played fast and fast and forgot about time. Until the last bone had been separated from the old man. Until he had convinced the old man that he was dead. Then he stopped and looked around and saw that stack of dollars, too, had danced herself to death. <laughs> Didn't I tell you I'd get your soul? Didn't I tell you? You killed an innocent human. <laughs> Didn't I tell you? Didn't I? it in full, that's what I call it. <laughs> a court called it murder in the first degree. The judge said hanging was the price he had to pay. They gave stack coffee. They gave stack tea. They gave Stack all but the jailhouse key. The devil came a-saying. Stack, you better hunt your hole. I've waited a long time to get your soul. <laughs> but when they got into a scuffle, folks heard the devil shout. <laughs> Come take Stack and leave before he puts out my fire. <laughs> Devil man tried to take Stanley's soul, tried to take his pain. What she got on? That's the tale of Stacker Lee. I got it straight from the folks who saw him and lived to tell about it. Now it's just Jaybird gossip and Mockingbird lore, but that's the story of Stacker Lee. Stacker Lee. You've just heard Destination Freedom's dramatization of the tales of Stacker Lee. Based on material from the famous Ona L. Spencer collection, Destination Freedom is written by Richard Durham, produced and directed by Donnie L. Betts. Tonight's cast included Donnie L. Betts, Vincent C. Robinson, Ruth A., Lawrence Curry, and Jeffrey Nicholson. Music by Otis Taylor, Roy Hightower, and Lionel Young. Foley sound artist, Brenda Matson, assisted by Itha Gabriel. I'm Rodney Franks. He's a bad man, cruel staggerly. That concludes this episode of Destination Freedom Black Radio Days. Our producer and director, Danielle Betts.
Support for Destination Freedom is provided by the Bonfils Stanford Foundation, the Olympians Fund of the Denver Foundation, Arts and Society, and Karen and Johnny Klein. Destination Freedom Black Radio Days is produced by Donnie Betts. The series is remixed by Maurice Smith. Make sure you check us out at NoCredits.com and pick up our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. iTunes, Radio Public, Spotify, etc. Follow us at Twitter at Donnie Betts, hashtag NoCreditsProduction, LLC, hashtag Black Radio Days, hashtag Destination Freedom Black Radio Days. Thank you for listening. wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There is enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.